Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 485 is a full episode interview with the phenomenal award-winning content creator, Karina Kova. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Dangle. I mean, God, Dick. I know. It's such a pain in the butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 485 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and I should probably take a breath in between words. And I am here with the immaculate content creator and cam model extraordinaire from the great white north she is everything you could possibly want in a stunning package and more she is your poutine princess and she is your don't you fucking do it (laughs) she is your anti-squirta from alberta okay that's better (laughs) it is dahlia d how are you doing girl I am so much better than last time. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. Uh, the last time we talked, we... I uh... was in the throes of heat stroke, and I didn't realize it until after we stopped talking. I yeah. honestly, like, blacked out for the second half of recording for our last episode. So, like, I know we normally go off the rails, but I honestly could not tell you a single thing that we spoke about in that episode. You started to disassociate a little bit. You did your best. I was trying so hard. By the end of it, listeners, like, (laughs) heat stroke is no joke. And, like, it rhymes because it's fucking true. Like, do not fuck around with heat stroke. I was out mowing a push mower for my acre lot backyard all day long in the sun. I didn't drink enough water. By the time we finished recording, I was feeling we had to stop actually. Um, cause I was feeling so nauseous and, and so sick. And, uh, yeah, I ended up, uh, having the paramedics come out to give me a drip no and it's not way. like in the sexy way, which is like, boo. <laughs> like no, that's not going to be on my only fans. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It is. Wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, to hear but that. it's actually funny because the paramedic that came to treat me um, had a gigantic porn mustache. Oh, fantastic! A giant porn mustache. It was beautiful. Nice. I actually just trimmed mine down. Did you? Yeah. Are you rocking like just the stash right now? Uh, I do a super short beard and a nice full mustache. You know what you should do? You know what the dick dangle trademark facial hair should be here we go like the yosemite sam uh it was pretty close to that it came like probably halfway between my lips and my chin you know it had a <laughs> Do nice... you want to come halfway between my lips and my chin? <laughs> uh... <laughs> well done 
I couldn't pass that one up. I heard that and I was like, oh, I'm either going to say this or I'm going to bite my tongue off. There's no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I I am glad that you are feeling better. Oh, my God. Me, too. I legitimately thought I was going to die. That's not good. No, it was the probably least sexy moment of my entire life. Yes. Well, to show you my gratitude for putting yourself through that. I don't want your dick pic stick. God damn it. Sorry. Well, then another way I'm going to show my gratitude (laughs) is by keeping this super short. So basically all we are going to do for episode 485 is do a lead in to a full episode interview with the outstanding oh she's hyperventilating this isn't good she's breaking it's down. okay i'm just hyperventilating <laughs> a little bit just a little bit it's not a big deal just keep going it's right the incredible oh my god karina kova <laughs> boy am i glad i run this through a level later you just blew a couple eardrums on that one I'm trying to blow your speakers. I'm trying to do the opera thing where I like shatter your windows. Oh, very nice. Just to prove my love for Karina. (laughs) Well, we will get into Dahlia's love of Karina. But first, allow me to say this. Uh, Thank you very much to Tanya Tate at Star Factory PR for the opportunity to speak with her. Uh, She had reached out. And I knew the name because there's so many people that I know the name of or I've heard good things about. And I'm like, I I know that I know her. So as soon as I looked her up, I'm like, oh, yes, I know exactly. Isn't that like beautiful, name. like peak branding, though? Can we just like appreciate that for a hot minute? Like you don't know what she looks like off the top of your head. You don't know anything about her necessarily. But hearing her name was like, oh, yeah, I've heard that and I've heard good things. Correct. Yes. That's that's really great. So when I started to do my research for the interview, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great interview. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. She is so diverse. And there's so many different things to talk about. It's so many different questions that you could ask her because all of her work is so amazing. I like don't even really like her that much. It's fine. (laughs) It's okay. And she should definitely not reach out to you. No, she should definitely not. To show her appreciation for your fandom. Oh, God. I love her so much. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) There is no moving on. It's really just about her. Uh, Like, if we sit here and just (laughs) talk about this interview the whole time, I'm going to ruin the chair that I'm sitting on. (laughs) Likewise. So... When we actually started talking after we got everything set up, I was beyond blown away. This has been one of my favorite interviews that I have done in quite a while. Really? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to hear that. And there are a number of reasons why. One is she is truly gifted at what she does. Oh, yes. It's like to go into it, which you'll of course hear in the interview, but to go into it at any level does it no justice unless you see it for yourself. You absolutely do. Listeners, I am telling you, take the time to check out Karina's work because unlike a lot of the people that do get interviewed on this show, Karina is not necessarily like a mainstream model. 
she is entirely self-shot and self-created. Everything that you see on her pages, she has dreamed up herself. She shot it herself. She's edited it herself. Like, it's a masterpiece. You have to look at it. Yeah, it is beyond phenomenal what she actually creates. And she's Canadian. I was going to bring that up. All the best girls are. uh, Take it easy. Um, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the work that she does, the branding that she does and the business that she is, is chef's kiss. It is truly amazing to watch what she has created. Amazing. And like, she works so freaking hard. Like she has been honestly one of my, I don't know if you could tell, (laughs) she's been one of my biggest inspirations in this industry. Um, when many of its first became like a real thing um, and she sort of took her role as kind of queen bee there because she's always been in, you know, like the top 10 on many vids, like, because obviously, you know, her work speaks for itself and it's so creative and so well done. Um, So like, I've always kind of followed her that way. And honestly, her work has inspired mine to no end, to no end. Like some of the things that she does, it's like, Oh man, I need to learn how to do that because it looks so cool. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And the and other, those boobies, though. Oh, the boobies, though. We definitely. Well, we don't like go crazy into that, but we do mention that uh, a She's little. Got some bit. great boobies, listeners. <laughs> but the other part about it is, she is as friendly and humble and genuine a person you could ever meet she was she was someone that if she would have given me three hours it would have been the most enthralling three hours of conversation that you would hear absolutely yeah i i actually met her at the 2019 port hum awards in la okay. she was there for we were both nominated and uh the warmth let me tell you first of all this woman is tiny yeah i was surprised when i found that out yeah you'll watch her videos and stuff and she is larger than life. And she looks like she's probably like five foot six, five foot seven. Granted, she is typically wearing, you know, six inch heels. Shout out for that. I could never, my ankles would break. (laughs) I I don't know how girls do it. I really don't like, I, Oh, I see the strippers balancing on the toothpicks. I'm like, damn girl. Um, but she's tiny. She's so small. Uh, I would say she's probably what, like five foot four, Uh, five, three. Five, three. Okay. Yeah. So pretty close. I felt like I was towering over her. I felt like the gargantuan, like Godzilla, just like stomping through Tokyo. Like, <laughs> and she's there just like this dainty, tiny flower. Like, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. She's very small, but uh, she radiates this warmth. Like she's so friendly and always smiling and always welcoming. And let's be honest. She did not know who the fuck I was. <laughs> yes, she did. Stop. Not a fucking chance. But she smiled and she pretended and she was like, hey, it's super nice to meet you. And we chatted about being Canadian and, you know, had a moment and whatever. And just the fact that she is so open and welcoming and nice compared to a lot of, you know, people who might have her kind of status is very, very nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just beyond accommodating when it came to the podcast, uh, very thoughtful and fun speaker and just a fantastic interview i am so excited i'm gonna listen to it like on repeat easy Easy. every day of my life 
Oh, that's good. I'll get my numbers up. That would be nice. Yeah. You'll be like, I had a thousand views on this one episode right. in the last month. <laughs> oh, only a thousand? Who could it be now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this one IP address in Canada that's just blowing up my stream. It's amazing. Some crazy fan on the East Coast. That's right. <laughs> now, I do have a question. When two Canadians see each other in another country, like you and her at the Pornhub Awards, do you have to meet? Like, is there a secret handshake? Do you have to say where you're from? And I mean this in the nicest way possible, because what's really strange is wherever I go, I always meet people from Pittsburgh, and they always live, like, in my block. It is so bizarre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Canadians actually do have um, a secret handshake. Okay. So, like, if you see another Canadian, like, in it's actually, like, taught to us, like, in kindergarten. And, like, if you meet another Canadian in a different, like, foreign country somewhere, it's a 42-step handshake. Wow, okay. <laughs> and you have to know every step, and there's, like, some clapping feet and some clapping hands and, like, elbows. It's very complicated. Yeah. A high-sticking motion. Yeah, yeah. There's some hockey moves. Nice. That is very good to know. Yeah, it's like a real thing. So, <laughs> no, but I do think that there is like some camaraderie that comes with, you know, both being Canadian, not necessarily just like, like, I'm not saying like, oh my God, me and Karina had a special connection, but like totally if we did call me. Um, <clears throat> but I just think that like, just in general, like if I go to expos or whatever and I meet other Canadians, there's sort of like a nod, you know, like when two people drive a Jeep and they like drive past each other and yeah. they give themselves like the, the Jeep wave. Right. Right. It's like that, but like Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is, but yeah. Uh... It's just like, I don't know. And like, I feel like Canadians are like kind of a subset of like models, like cam models and, and porn stars and stuff like that, because we don't really have like studios or like anything like that out here. There's like some twink studios in Montreal, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's like pretty much it for like Canada, right? So, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, "Ah, oh, yes. I see you too have infiltrated the US system." <laughs> well, she has definitely infiltrated a number of countries with her in, my heart. Uh, in your heart with her popularity and uh we're going to stop talking because we could gush about her for much longer, but I think the listeners in Pervert Nation need to hear her directly. Definitely. That is enough foreplay, dear listeners, on to the main event, but I highly, highly recommend as you're listening, actually right now, yeah. take a minute, pause the podcast, and just go pull up Karina Kova's Many Vids profile page and be scrolling that while you're listening to the interview there you go yeah karinakova.manyvids.com you have it memorized yeah it's like a basic formula and i know that her her username is just her name so oh, oh see you shouldn't have said that no i'm i'm, I'm like not that that obsessed <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all it is well everyone is going to be obsessed with her after this interview I can't wait to have the listeners hear it. So very quickly, my friend, where can people find you on social media? 
people can find me at dahliad.com, D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E.com. And people can find everything I am at dickdangle.com. Now it is time for the amazing Karina Kova. Thank you one and (laughs) all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Karina Kova, like Dahlia D, and all of the incredible performers you have heard on this show. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course... Dangle on. My guest is nothing short of one of the best content creators in the game. Her passion, approach, and vision to what she creates has given her an incredible legion of dedicated fans and followers hungry for her next scene. The industry has also taken notice as she has received nominations for Best Female Clip Artist from the XBiz Cam Awards and XBiz Creator Awards, as well as a Minivid Star of the Year and Scoreland Newcomer of the Year Award wins. And there's no telling what she will accomplish in the future, but you can guess that it's going to be amazing. Please welcome the incredible Karina Kova. How are you doing today? Oh, wow. Thanks. That really pumped me up. (laughs) As well, your voice is just very addictive and I could listen to it all day. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that. (laughs) You have me blushing. I appreciate that. Uh, So before we get started, could you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Yeah, um, I'm quite active over on Twitter. And that's just Karina Kova. Right now, I've just discovered I'm shadow banned there, so just make sure you see the one with the 240,000 count. On Instagram, I'm starting to be a lot more active as I got my account reinstated. So it's Karina Kova underscore productions with an S on the end, and that's at 1.7 million. And of course, my most active place that you can find me and chat with me personally is OnlyFans, and that's Karina Kova or Karina Kova Free. And I'd love to reconnect or to connect with you if you're a new fan. So those are all the spots. <laughs> that Your career and the accounts and the pages that you have mentioned, watching all that unfold in front of me as I did research on you is absolutely amazing and i'm really excited to get into this interview your career started as an exotic dancer did any of the lessons you learned from that part of your career help you when you became a content creator yeah it did actually um i had a very good outcome from my exotic dance career i found it 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 um kind of built me up into a very uh, sociable and confident person. You know how you have to approach people, hold conversations well, and also, you know, learn that not everyone is going to be for you or your cup of tea and vice versa. Um, So it did give me like a very good, almost like psychology delve into the exotic industry. But um, yeah, I carry many traits to this day from my career as a dancer i'm proud of it yeah you should be because it's fairly rare that you hear someone that 
had done feature dancing or exotic dancing and really came out of it with a positive aspect of it. A lot of people get out on it very quickly. I think you're right there. I think that's definitely a correct statement. There's a lot of people that unfortunately fall to uh, have some bad experiences and um, let it, you know, taint them in a way or they stay in the industry and they're just angry about it. Um, that didn't happen for me. I actually took exotic dancing just as seriously as I take this career. So I think that gave me like an upper edge because I was always like worried about having the best costume and always like investing and taking private pole lessons or anything I could do to really elevate my perf- like my performance aspect mm-hmm. so that when I did get down onto the floor and speak with the customers, it was already a conversation starter. Like, Oh, I can tell you really love the job. Like, you know, can I buy you a drink? And that's your automatic in mm-hmm. to sit down with somebody and really build a relationship. Like all my customers um, and clients, they were, they became regulars for so long and they would follow me to like different places around Canada. Like some would travel about eight hours to come see me. Wow. It was quite unreal, the support. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's actually a good lesson for anybody in any occupation. If you truly enjoy it and it shows, then people are going to gravitate to you. And I think being in the adult industry in any fashion, that is more true within that industry than any other. Yeah, I think it really does like shine through if you have that, you know, secret element of enjoyment. It really does like shine bright. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you set out as a clip artist and content creator, is what you are currently creating close to what you envisioned you'd make when you first started your career? Because it's super impressive. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, the answer to that is just it's a blur. Like I, I got into the industry so quickly, um, just out of desperation almost like, because I had to, you know, find, find some, something I could do from home, um, for personal reasons, but making my first couple of videos, I was just struggling through it. You know, like I just on a webcam and trying to, to make things look good and pulling the shot further away and, trying to learn the editing realm. I it's just, it was, I had no idea it would turn into what it is now. Like I, if you could talk to me in that first year, I was very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And especially like I had the ability to really build relationships with my fans. So I was like very hopeful that I would climb some, some sites fast. And that happened. Um, but as far as in like going this far into things as like caring about crazy camera equipment and um, building sets and having like a separate built studio. Yeah, that that was never in the in the plan. <laughs> That's all a great surprise. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of learning and problem solving goes into being a self-produced creator. Along with Mm -hmm. what you just mentioned, what were some of the early obstacles to getting your content to a level where you were satisfied with the finished product? Yeah, just, just because I've always been a certain way. 
that was very hard for me to put out those videos that I was like, oh, when I would have certain idols, like I was already idolizing people in the industry being like, I wish I could be like that. So it was very hard for me to post those early on videos because I wasn't, you know, psyched about the the quality and the outcome. Like I would fully be proud of the role play because I, I was fully confident in that. But like, as far as shooting on a webcam and having it look a certain way and aspiring to have better content. It was very hard to post those, those videos, but I mean, it's all in the, the recipe now, you know, it was a big learning curve and I would take back nothing. Even my bad interactions, I would take back nothing. Yeah. Because you do learn from everything and it is part of the process to be where you are now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Big opportunities for, you know, stepping stones and, and learning big lessons and yeah, taking the time and investing. Mm. Yeah. Over your career, you have really upped your game when it comes to how you shoot. You bought serious video equipment to make your scenes as perfect as possible. So let's start here. Did a love of movies fuel your want to make your movies like this? Or is it just a sense of creative perfectionism? Because some of Mm -hmm. your scenes come with a clip that's like a theatrical style movie trailer. It's incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The motivation, uh, like I said, like when I was aspiring, starting in the career, I didn't really take Hollywood movies into consideration. I was more looking at, okay, well, who's around and and who's in the amateur industry that's really killing it and doing, doing things differently. So I would aspire. That was my motivation at that time. But I would say probably like, my first upgraded equipment, I started to think like, okay, I can, the sky's the limit. And I would really start taking notes on like my, my favorite movies and actually like visualizing a sliding in shot, like movement in the camera is so nice coming into the scene. Also like exiting and entering the scene, like lifting up and lifting down, it draws the viewer in or like zooming in and out. It's all these different like techniques that can really, you don't really see it much in porn, but you do see it in Hollywood. And I I do take my inspiration from, from there now. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. So with all of the equipment that you have and taking some cues from mainstream Hollywood, have you ever thought about making your own kind of side project that is not adult related? Yeah, lately I've been looking into the independent film clip, uh, independent film festivals, sorry. Yeah, I'm very interested just because it's just, it's so interesting to me. I just love to be a part of it and experience seeing all the other different amateurs and yeah, independent creators. And then, you know, I, I spend most of my time, like if I'm filming one of my clips, I spend about three hours on the intro. So, and that's all non-nude and that's story building and that's all the fun stuff for me. So yeah, I, I definitely would consider maybe like uh, participating in something in the near future. Or, you know, I have really considered a documentary lately because I think there's a lot to be talked about in the industry. Oh, for sure. Oh, I would love to see you do that. 
every year video equipment gets bigger and better. Are you someone that needs to have the latest and greatest or have you found <laughs> a sweet spot with what you have? Yeah, at this point, I'm sitting pretty in my like my ultimate that I thought that that was like my main goal. Mm -hmm. But I can't say I'll I'll stay comfortable here. <laughs> Upgrading my camera equipment, it always brings me such a like refresh of creativity and like just an all around mood enhancer and love and passion for my craft comes out every time I upgrade my equipment and that high lasts for about a year as I like learn different things about the camera and I'm definitely wanting to shoot like a scarier thriller on an anamorphic lens because that's what Hollywood's doing right now. Like a lot of anamorphic shots. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need a separate yeah. house for all the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I can geek out all day about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Now you are based in Canada. Do you know if there's a difference between what your Canadian fan base and what your U S fan base enjoys that you create? Mm -hmm. Yeah, social media gives me a deep dive into like where my fans are coming from. And yeah, the biggest pool is over there in the USA. But actually, Mexico is my second contender. And it's crazy because I always travel there. And that's where I always get noticed the most. And I didn't realize that most of my fans, a lot, a big hunk of people are, are there in Mexico. And I, I love Mexico. I'm just trying to speak Spanish now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's very nice to know. It's kind of like it's getting international, like real international. Um, India as well, like social media really breaks it down for you and, and gives you your, even your like age group, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah. When you get recognized, I'm sure that the different countries have different ways that they approach you. So being recognized so much in Mexico, do mm -hmm. they, are they shy about saying hello? Are they courteous? <laughs> like, how do they go about it? Oh, they're, they're not shy at all about it. And that's, I love that. I do love that. Um, it's in a respectful way, though. You know, it's, it's not too intense. They just basically want a photo and like a funny story was my last trip um, into Cancun. Uh, a couple comes up to me with a baby and they're like, Karina, we're your fans. Uh, we're married and this is our baby. Will you hold our baby and take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> just so loving, you know, I just I, everyone's so friendly over there. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's great. Like I, I don't mind when people come up and want to photograph. I mean, unless obviously it's with a, you know, if you can clearly tell I'm with my family, it's definitely a no go. Um, recently I was just traveling within Canada and that kind of happened. And I was just like, I deeped off to the corner and just said, Hey, you know, I'm with my family and it's not really appropriate, but another time I'd love to get a picture with you. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I love my fans. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're shaking hands and kissing babies. You could be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 
I love learning about how performers' sexual tastes flow and change over their career. Are there themes or topics that you create that you grew to enjoy from when you started? Yeah, definitely. The biggest, the baddest, (laughs) the most (laughs) controversial is that, is the, you know, the mummy porn. (laughs) I feel like I could be within the top girls for, for this category. You know, like, I'm not going to say I'm going to take the crown. There's a lot of strong performers and taboo. Um, But yeah, I I think that it's something that I really do have a grasp on now. Whereas in the beginning of my career, it was like, I didn't know how to respond to it. It was kind of shocking. After I, I I always like to do my research and um, my lovely fans help me out with kind of doing that. And, uh, I've learned so much, so much. Um, but yeah, it's just a nasty, wrong, but right. Like (laughs) feel good. Like let's just love (laughs) categories. So yeah, I, I do relish in my, uh, mummy porn for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. I had it explained to me once where a lot of that genre's popularity comes from the power dynamic within that. Is that something that you had to learn to kind of help you with that subject? Because it helped me with it a lot because you begin to go, oh, okay, not only is this, of course, acting, but you're like, here is the dynamic between the two parties, and now I can wrap my head around it. Yeah, for me, it's, I don't think I can really pinpoint it because I do so many elements to it now. It's like I do a submissive role, but I also do a loving and dominating, or I also do a humiliating and strict. I do, you know, there's so many different elements to that exact power dynamic that you're talking about. So, yeah, I, I can't really pinpoint it. Is there a topic that your fans can't get enough of that you believe that your abilities need to be worked on to make it better? Because I talk to a lot of people in the industry that are like, man, my fans can't get enough of me doing this topic. And I just, I don't get it. I don't think I'm that good at it. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm waiting for my boobs to get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm patiently waiting for them to grow so I can get bigger and better on screen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I only like all the categories that I offer, I feel so confident in Mm. because anything that I don't feel confident in, I, I actually put it on my note list, like anal and toilet fetish and, you know, bestiality is, or, you know, every race play, age play, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. On most of it's, uh, not good for any kind of site anyway, but all my nose, like, let's just say anal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's a no capability. I've tried numerous amounts of times. I wish (laughs) I could do it. Um, it's just a no. And if there's certain ways, like girls have been like, just fake it, just, put the angle, do the angle right and pretend. And I don't like to feel any stress that I'm not comfortable in the role and I'm not fulfilling the fantasy to my fullest. 
So then I put it on my no list, if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that. And what that actually could lead to is getting a signature doll that has a butt that men can enjoy. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Gosh. Or girls have even said, like, just get a butt double. Like, get a girl that <laughs> can stand in for you for the close-up shots because I've been offered a lot of money for some anal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I never thought about a stunt butt double. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, just pull in, do close shots, and it won't, you know, how can they really tell it's your asshole, right? Right. <laughs> They got a point. I'm like, they would know. (laughs) Probably. Your true fans would know. I know. (laughs) You do everything so well, but one of the styles that you do really well is your intricate cosplay content, which I was researching on your ManyFids page that has mm-hmm. over 400 videos on it. Uh, you've been a succubus, Jessica Rabbit, Snow White, Katana from Mortal Kombat. Does this also develop from your love of creation or your love of film now, or is this more requests from fans? Yeah, good question. So, of my content (laughs) is all custom video based. Okay. Yeah. So it's all, I've had some of those cosplays that you're talking about, Snow White, Jessica Rabbit. Those are funded by fans, but Katana, Diva. Yeah. I have some planned too, but those are the times in my career, like in the yearly annual allowance of my time where I'm able to dabble and just go nuts and go ham on a a movie. So this year is going to be quite an epic scene. I don't think I've ever seen it done in porn yet. So (laughs) yeah, you mentioned that on your Twitter a little while back. So you haven't filmed it or teased it yet. No, not yet. I'm still getting there. Uh, it's, it's weather depending. Um, yeah, I just, I find like when I'm cosplaying, I like, if it doesn't, like, I can't be Katana in my bedroom. Like, come on, I have to be in the forest. Like I have to be in a ring that's, um, yeah. Or I ha I just, I got to go fall out. So yeah, it's still trying to find the sweet spot of where it will be like uninterrupted and also like, okay to shoot there and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And also some days it's just like, it could be the perfect day to do it. And I'm held back because of audio with the wind, you know, so many things play into filming it, but it'll definitely get done this year. I'm very excited. It's not often I get to play around and do my own thing. And I have like three pages of notes that I'm like getting into this one. So, and I'm going to stretch my acting as far as it can go. (laughs) 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 I'm hoping to play a very dramatic role. So I'm like, uh, I just like, I'm fine with being like a D list actor. Like it's okay with me. I just have to give it my all, you know? I have to test my skills. 
I have to go for it. <laughs> oh, that's the, the perfect attitude. I like that. <laughs> when you are filming as much as you do and you're getting all this content and ideas from your incredible fans, how do you keep the storylines that you do on a regular basis from becoming stale or even boring to create i rip up my studio (laughs) (laughs) so like i would let i literally tore down my bedroom set i was like enough's enough i cannot handle seeing myself in that room ever again because i hate when you go to my profile and if things look similar like i'm just thrown i'm like this is terrible back to the drawing board like yeah so I just recently like ripped out the entire bedroom situation because I can't stand feeling stale I have to have and you know it's good for taxes it's good for many purposes it's good for you know creativity and that feeling I get when I refresh things like I can't explain it it's an ultimate high Oh, yeah. I, I can get that. And we will definitely talk about your construction efforts uh, a little bit later <laughs> in this. But with everything that you do and all of your time that is taken up with filming content and trying to be there for your fans as much as possible, how do you make time for free time and self-care? Because when you are under such request, it has to be difficult to step back and say no when the opportunity mm-hmm. is there. Totally. Yeah. I, um, yeah, this, this is a loaded question because, oh, this just comes with the experience and the learning curves of things because I think I went like three years with no breaks, mm-hmm. not even one day of disconnecting from my phone because I have FOMO like fear of missing out is real Mm. and it's haunting. So I really had to train myself to allow myself to take a step back and take a step away because burnout is also so real. So I got to my point in my career where it was strictly just burnout. I was like, I cannot manage to in my head, I was thinking I had to top everything that I did, but that's not the case. I just have to come at it at the same way and have like give it my all, you know? Mm-hmm. I just had to really like shift my my mindset because if you don't take that personal space and I, I've experienced it, everything becomes harder. Your passion slowly fades away, your energy is like always in the in the dumps interactions with fans can become very like heavy and hard to to handle so yeah i've learned nowadays that um so i just like my home gym is my space where i just there's i'm not allowed to check my phone i have a trainer that comes out and we focus on pilates or we focus on weight training that's my time away each day like i do that each day But, like, also, once a week, I'll take complete, like, shutdown mode where I'll allow myself to just feel those feelings of being tired and letting things go. And I'll answer tomorrow, you know, Mm -hmm. because things aren't going to fall apart in one day. And you need that time. And it's whether it's going in and getting a massage or doing your own skincare or doing yoga whatever you have to do, be outside, climb a hill, all those things that keep you healthy and in the long run, keep you 
refreshed so that you can take on all the projects and stay on target with uh, your goals. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, great advice for anybody listening. Mm -hmm. Now, this next question is a little bit long, so bear with me, please. You were on Tanya Tate's Skinfluencer Success Podcast, uh, which can be found on YouTube, where you talk about a number of topics, including being a solo content creator. And I think many people believe the natural career progression is doing your own content creation that leads to working with other performers and then going to studios. But you are beyond satisfied with continuing your solo career. So how do you keep the creative juices flowing and the ideas rolling in when you are just by yourself? Or is that making what you're creating almost limitless with ideas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a double-ended sword. I've, you know, I've weighed back and forth, you know, is it time for me to, to go side by side with performers, not break my own limits, which is, I don't do any sex, either boy or girl on camera to sell. Um, but yeah, I, I have weighed the idea of, of collaborating because that's a huge way for both performers to, to share your fan base, to grow, to, um, I just don't have the time. Like it's literally, yeah, it's, it just comes down to, I've always every single week I have like 30 to 45 customs. Oh my. Yeah. So it just, it comes down to like time, I guess, time management. Yeah. And prioritizing, you know, that's my bread and butter and my fans are still so, so hungry for it that it's not the right time in my career to step away because it would take a lot of time to go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that there is a large population of your fan base that is happy that you only shoot solo content because there is such an intimacy between you and the viewer when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally like 100% feel like solo porn can give you a more interactive and intimate connection with the performer. Mm-hmm. That's that's my outlook on it. A lot of people have a different opinion and that's totally okay. Like some of my fans, you know, they're they're still hounding me like when are we going to see it? Like, as if you're going to hold out your entire career, like you're going to jump on that dick someday. Right. <laughs> like, You know, like I can very much promise them that it's not going to happen, but they still have me. Um, and then some fans are just so freaking excited for every scene. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So it's a mixed basket out there. Yeah. Oh, and so it should be. Yeah. Correct. I agree. On that podcast, you also talk about your health conditions, including gigantomastia, where you develop large breasts and they continue to grow, and Mm -hmm. needing to have cornea transplant surgery after complications from cosmetic surgery. Your Mm -hmm. emotion and honesty is commendable, and I thank you for it when you did that in that interview. Is it difficult for you to open up about the person behind the performer? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely hard, like, to really, really dive in. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt safe and 
it was the first time coming forward to even like, even my core fans, they didn't know exactly what happened to me. So that was such like a pivotal moment for me to take back control of like all that fear, all that trauma, all of it. Mm. Uh, the, you know, the hiding, the everything, take back, put it in my own pot and say, yeah, this is my story. Now I talk about it like a lot easier because I've shared the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, surprisingly, like nobody, nobody has questions about it. I was like, okay. <laughs> like they all just have questions about gigantomastia. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow. Okay. Maybe it wasn't such like a dirty secret, like that I was blind for a year and a half. <laughs> like, yes, my teeth are growing bigger. Let's all focus on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think gigantomastia takes the the priority list on people's curiosity <laughs> yeah they're like you have eyes really like, yes i do stop it basically yeah. <laughs> oh you're so funny <laughs> now uh, you have always been a passionate creator but did coming out of the other side with your conditions especially your eyes did that change your mindset on your career oh night and day mm. like night and day before I was just like, I'm invincible. Like I just like the cats meow, like, <laughs> you know, I had such good luck. Like I called it like lucky girl syndrome. Mm, okay. I like rode that boat <laughs> and I, <laughs> I rode that ride for as long as it could take me. But yeah, when that real, like when that hit and I feared of losing all my hard work and thinking, this is it for me. I have to switch careers. And my creativity is all sight-based. Like, how can I lose? That's the, That was really hard. Hard times. And um, it gave me the feeling of, like, you can lose everything at any moment. Kind of, like, reality check that I needed to really not take things for granted. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was probably taking things for granted before that situation yeah wow that's once again great advice <laughs> uh, you, you have been nominated for a number of awards and have taken home a few as well as surpassing a hundred thousand followers on Pornhub in which your page has over 32.7 million views congratulations on all of this well-earned success <laughs> thank you the, the Pornhub thing is so funny to me because those like I don't believe in free porn and Pornhub is very free porn based, right? right? Like, yes, you get paid for views, but I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't pay like when you post a clip for sale. Anyway, so everything on my Pornhub is like <laughs> it's not good quality stuff. <laughs> and people just eat it up, I guess. Like, you know, I'm just like, hey, have at her. That grainy <laughs> clip of me with a dildo on my side of my car and in the pitch black go nuts on it yeah <laughs> that's got like five million views okay <laughs> i guess people will goon to anything right oh you don't have to tell me i've been doing this for nine years <laughs> i talked to them all 
<laughs> now, do you ever think because of the popularity of some of that kind of putting out throwback looking scenes on just an iPhone in crappy lighting, just be like, here's a free one for all the long time follower viewer fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be I'm worth just... checking out. Might be worth it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's like throw them a bone once in a while. Like, okay, you can have this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, I think Pornhub is just a different breed. Like, you're very much going to get different people like that. Like, Pornhub, they only want to consume, like, true amateur stuff. If I was to post my most successful clip, like, this made and grossed the most money on Pornhub, people would be, like, downgrading it, like, boo, <laughs> rotten tomatoes, rotten tomatoes. <laughs> but, like, I literally give them a video shot, like, on a webcam in the dark, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's like 95% of people are like, Oh yeah, look at that chick. <laughs> so it's very, it's very much a different fan base. Like I'm not the most popular person on Pornhub. I've definitely gained some subscribers, but to be successful is a different beast on that platform as to be successful on like a paid site. Mm. Yeah. Do you even think you could make, a lousy looking video like do, do you think your heart would let you do it <laughs> that's so funny like sometimes because when I have my sh I, I take like so on OnlyFans I sell anything from like two minutes to ten minutes and like they're like very simple situations like I'll always try to be like okay so you want me to like have this cute little office scene first and then I walk home like and then I meet you in my bedroom they're like no I just want you naked on the bed <laughs> like don't move the camera and I'm like okay okay and it hurts my heart it hurts my little feelings I'm like I do I, I die a little bit when it's like when it's the simplest shot stuff I'm like and then like where's the where's the spice <laughs> but yeah I do I do do it for them of course all right. Well, that's good. It shows that you are still one with the common people on your lofty perch of movie making. That's funny. Yeah. But they still know that, uh, like, a lot of people will come from different pages and be like, and order a custom video from me. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'll deliver it anywhere between, like, 1 and 14 days when you order from me on OnlyFans. Like, many of it is a different case, case scenario. It's a, it's a longer wait. It's, like, three to six months your custom video there but yeah on OnlyFans, like they're expecting it the same night i'm like <laughs> you don't you, clearly you don't know me <laughs> here let me introduce myself like i don't do cell phone shot clips like your yours is in queue it's gonna be shot within the next couple of days so it's always like a little bit frustrating for them because they want it like they would love me to just use my cell phone but i, I can't i just can't it's not in me yeah you're getting this in imax and you're gonna love it <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> i love your sense of humor <laughs> now, you have a dvd of scenes available through score video that was released recently and it's available at like adultempire.com and other outlets how cool is it to have physical media of your creations especially something that your fans can maybe meet you and get signed oh interesting 
I that is the only studio I've ever worked for. And yeah, so when we first had our business relationship, they trusted me enough to shoot the content for them. And then the fan base on score land, they loved me so much that they reached out to me again and was like, Karina, like, can we come shoot you? We'll bring us to Canada to shoot you. So we actually met in Canada and we did a three day shoot together, like them shooting me for three days. That was like a, a crazy, like learning situation for me because I've only done my own clips, but amazing. Like I cannot speak so highly if I was to ever work for a studio, I don't think I ever would have been treated as well as what they treated me. Like, I just have to say that on online here. It's just amazing. The relationship from the makeup artist to the videographer to the management, like, oh, like I was like treated like a queen. So yeah, I am definitely waiting for my tits to grow a little bit more and then I'm going to link up with them again and shoot with them again because I love them. That is great to hear that you had such a great experience with a studio. But Mm -hmm. I would have to agree. It must be strange where they're like, and action. And you're like, all right, I'm not used to having people in here with me. So you're going to have to give me a minute. (laughs) The the strangest thing for me was that I couldn't say, okay, wait, cut, and then go check out the clip myself. (laughs) I was so in the dark. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, because – me and my cameraman, like, we are on a pretty cool, you know, basis. Like, he just, he knows my working style. But any other, like, videographer would probably <laughs> label me a diva or something. <laughs> yeah, I have a really good heart. Like, I, I, you know, my only diva element is that I want to go see the shot and reshoot it a hundred times. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. It makes for a very long day. But yeah, that was that was my experience with shooting with someone else. I couldn't call cut. I couldn't go see the clip. I couldn't reshoot it. We just had to roll. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of your fans, how much of the adult convention circuit do you participate in? Um, I did ABN, like... It's hard to say what year I did, but that was like wild. So I was asked to go with many vids. I was asked to go with Pornhub. That was so much fun. So that was like a fan on fan experience. But it was before I got really recognized. I think it was like right the year before I won the XBiz Award and the Many Vids Award and the Newcomer. That all happened in the same year for me. Um, so yeah, like and now. I'm like, now I'm like so into the gym and stuff like that. And I'm feeling to get back to that person where I want to go do another fan expo. So that's because expos I, I attend, but it's, it's just industry. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm looking for some events and I know there's a couple to choose from. I will be attending this year for sure. Excellent. All right, good. So now yeah. your fans have something to travel and look forward to. Definitely. One thing that I really enjoy doing with the people that I interview is comb through their social media and ask them questions about certain posts that they have made. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Are you willing to answer a couple questions about some recent posts? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what they are, right? I do take sleeping pills. Like <laughs> it's called Sophoclone, and it, like it puts me in this. Like sometimes I'll order things online, and they show up in my house. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> sometimes I get active on posting on social media, but yeah, let's let's fly at her. Right. Let's see what you remember. Yeah. <laughs> So very recently, and something we talked about earlier, you wrote, so I started fresh with redesigning my bedroom set. I was sick of the silver room, and it's time for a change. It'll be ready to shoot in August 25th. So you are so passionate about what you create that your home is a big studio setup with a number of theme rooms. Do you do this work by yourself and a team, or do you have a contractor that loves to see your phone number pop up on their phone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, like, I do. I hire out my contractors, and I like to work with the same contractors because it's very obvious what I do as soon as you walk into my my house. Like, it's just so obvious. The pole, the stage, (laughs) the... You name it. Okay. So like, I'm very picky. And yeah, I am now on like such a cool basis with uh, my contractors. So like I work with a framer and a drywaller and an electrician. And uh, yeah, they're they're all regular. Like, basically, they get a lot of work at <laughs> my, my place because I built a secondary studio that's like launching pretty much winter it'll be ready um so that's gonna have the new um strip club private room it's also gonna have the bondage area it's gonna have a fur throne worship room as well as my dream custom glam porn ultimate bedroom set so yeah i'm (laughs) so excited the studio i shoot in now is attached it's like a three-car garage that i converted and The last stall of the garage is like enough for an RV or a boat. So that's where my green screen is and my sink wall and my living room set. So yeah, the, everything got turned into a studio. Like that's what sold me on the house. I was like, this is a mate. This is the perfect house for me. And then I started working on the sets and then, yeah, recently, like I said earlier, I got so fed up with seeing the same screenshot of the same background that I was like, I tore it out that night. Like, <laughs> I think I got really manic and just tore it out the same night. <laughs> and yeah. But yeah, it's funny because before, like, we were really, like, I was really comfortable with my contractors. I was using their equipment for, like, social media. <laughs> and, they, and I didn't realize that I'm filming this TikTok in this little bathing suit, like, his nail gun and just, like, they... <laughs> They came in and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I I don't know how to use this. I should probably put it down. They're like, no, no. They actually helped me finish up the TikTok. And yeah, it was pretty hilarious. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) I I don't know. They probably definitely have some things to say about (laughs) the fun house. Yeah, you are their favorite customer, hands down. Maybe, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you just said you converted a three-car garage into studio space. Now, being in Canada, I imagine it's cold and you get snow, so where do you put your vehicles? Yeah, um, 
So I celebrated recovering completely from my eye trauma mm-hmm. um, with buying a brand new vehicle that was crazy. My most, uh, my dream car, I bought it. And so I, yeah, you're right. I was like, I don't even have a freaking garage because <laughs> I, I used it all up. So yeah, I just recently built a garage for the new car. Okay. All right. That yeah. Makes, that but makes the old cool. car, the old car can stay outside all, all winter, all summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want your dream car in the elements, but yeah. Do you Definitely. have, do you have a theme that you wish you could try to create, but you just can't make it work? Have you ever had a room um, where you're like, yes. oh, what, what is it? <laughs> yes. My dream. And I'm one step closer to this, but it's still so far away because I want to do a plane crash scene and it's, I want to do it in the dead of winter when the lake is frozen. So <laughs> I sourced this like half plane, like just like a small, like the, I don't know what you call it. I'm not, I'm not a mechanic. The, uh, the fuselage? Like the, the round part where the pilot guy sits and then. Oh, the cockpit. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I sourced that and I might be able to rent it out. So if I put that on the frozen lake and then I hired my like CGI guy to do like a fire around it, oh. I think I could pull it off. <laughs> That's amazing. And like I wake up on the lake, it's like, oh my God, there's been a car, a plane crash, whatever. Yeah, that's my my dream that I haven't been able to do. Wow. You, you're going to have your own like major production group. I have a feeling we're, we're going to be hearing about Karina Kova films and you're going to be making all this crazy stuff. I wish. Yeah. Oh. But I, I would, I would have to hire like some people to be in the intro. Like my inspo for that was like the wilds. Have you seen that show? I'm familiar I with on. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super cool how it's like, how that whole psychology, like thriller element, like they were being watched and it was set up. I love that. I might steal that. <laughs> don't tell, <laughs> don't tell Prime or Netflix, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that they don't hear this. <laughs> now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you wrote, I ordered from a sushi spot and I always write in every note, no cilantro. They definitely understood the assignment. Anyone else hates cilantro as much as me. So, okay, what is it about cilantro that you hate so much? I think I stand strong with, like, a big part of the population. It is like, I think it's like a genetic thing or something I read. Maybe I'm just justifying my extreme hatred for it. (laughs) It tastes like mud and soap at the same time. It would actually... It will kill anything. Like I could order my fav- most favorite meal and they could hide it in there and I- it would be immediately ruined. Wow. Cilantro is such a hard no for me that I'm like the Karen that goes to the restaurant and tells them that it's an allergy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I'm, nice. I'm that girl. <laughs> Don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually smart though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> then they take you seriously. They're like, Oh, nothing can touch this. It's an allergy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, they, they put a little smiley face. They wrote on the bag. Uh, clearly no cilantro with a little smiley face. And I was just like, 
it was just an extra like I know they were kind of doing it sarcastically because every note was written no cilantro, so they were doing it sarcastically, but it made me smile. Yeah. <laughs> you obviously enjoy sushi, so what other foods do you love, and do you have any other foods that you hate? Mm, yeah, I love all seafood, but it's just something about oysters I can't do. Yeah. I feel. I would like, yeah. Are you with me on that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's texture. I don't know if it's like the slurp and slime factor. <laughs> uh, yeah. It just not enjoyable for me. That's a, like a hard no. Um, but I love trying new foods. So like, yeah, I'm going to LA soon, August. Yeah. Mid August here. Nice. And my goal is to try some of those like Bora tacos. Okay. Um, yeah, as well as a bunch of different things I have in my phone list. But, yeah, I love trying new food. Oh, very cool. The next tweet I would like to ask about you wrote, It's wild how rude Toronto is. Sorry, not <laughs> sorry. It's my least favorite place to go in Canada. Now, I won't lie. I never would have guessed this because I thought all of Canada was polite to a fault. So. Mm -hmm. Is it just that city specific? Because the U.S. is known for having some rude cities, so they do mm -hmm. happen. But is that the only one you can really think of for Canada? Yes, because, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to be mad at me for saying that. <laughs> but you literally, you touch down and you jump in your form of transportation. Or maybe you go rent a car. Or maybe, you know... But your first interaction, I guarantee you that it's going to be like a robot or like a simulation that like they're just going through the motions. Mm. There's no real like and then you touch down in any other city and it's, oh, hey, where are you from? What's your story? This, that. It's so talkative. It's so I'm so used to other parts of Canada when I touch down in Toronto, it's like a, it's a shock to me. It's like, uh, where am I here? <laughs> like, you know, and yeah, I don't, I don't know if they like big boobs over there. I don't know if I'm being discriminated against, but <laughs> I don't know. Just me in Toronto. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's not a good mix. Yes. Well, minus your fans who are amazing even if they are Toronto-based, <laughs> yeah. you know, Toronto. I should have said who's going to show me around, and a bunch uh, of nice people probably would have jumped at the no opportunity. Doubt. No doubt but at all. But the interactions, like the, the authentic interactions that I have is very much like robotic, like everyone's depressed almost, like it's a little bit, little bit gray. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> now, are there any other myths about Canada that you can bust like mm. you know are there like typical canadian tropes that especially the u.s may have where you're like no that that's not very true yeah um i guess like just like maybe the maple syrup thing is like a bit much okay. <laughs> like we, we don't put maple syrup on everything <laughs> um i don't say a like ever oh okay so <laughs> i don't I don't notice anyone else in my social group or like in my family that just stops and says, have you heard that? Hey, 
eh? Like, <laughs> I think that's a rumor. Um, also, I don't think I have an accent. What do you think? No, not at all, to be honest. <laughs> Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> I know how to do this. Um, the last tweet I'd like to ask you about, you wrote, Jessica Rabbit's shoots today, and these two are fighting over the script about who's the main director. And the picture is of your two cats. Mm-hmm. And I am a pet lover, so let's please talk about your two cats and I believe your dog. Yeah. They are just like absolute gems like pets should be in my life. They're a highlight every single day for me. Oh my gosh, like I can't even I can't even gloat or like mush like I can eat all their faces. Like, <laughs> you know, I am so obsessed with my animals. But yeah, um, unfortunately, my dog will kill anything and everything. Like, my dog can't be around anyone that comes into the house. I had to build him like a huge, like gated, complete, like eight and a half foot fence. Wow. So. Yeah, so unfortunately, like, the cats, they live in the studio. I have to live a double life with them. I spend 50% of the time each place, right? So sometimes I even sleep in the studio. But, um, but yeah, we I have to live separate lives with them. It's kind of hard. Oh, wow. So what is your dog's name? Achilles. Oh, oh what a cute name. I like that. Yeah. And what, what about the cats? Uh, the girl, the female is the black one. She's Karma. And uh, the male orange cat is Cash, both with K's, double K, obviously. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Studio cats, they had to, yeah, they had to have two KKs for names. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. So what does the future hold for Karina Kova? Is it continuing to film? Do you have any vacations coming up with your convention thoughts like do you have anything booked do you have any award shows booked what do you have going on for the rest of the year yeah basically um i'm hyper focused on feeling back to the pre-i stuff how i felt in myself like my body image and stuff so it's very hard work right now i'm working nonstop on my body like in the gym and i'm just working nonstop at getting back into the public eye because like i fell off for so long like even though maybe didn't look like it to my fans but like I just felt so like dark and hidden and to have opportunities like this you know wonderful interview with you and to plan other interviews is is my main focus so I do have like lots of planned interviews for award shows I'm gonna handpick which one I want to attend I think it'll be one this year and then you know, continue on really pushing my brand out there because I feel like now's my time to really go for it. Well, you are a true inspiration to all content creators out there. You do amazing work. You have a phenomenal attitude and work ethic. And my one of my co-hosts, Dahlia D, absolutely adores you. And I know that the future is going to be so, so bright for you. And I cannot wait to see what you create. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, this was amazing. I enjoyed talking to you. I can't say it enough. Your voice is just, 
It's chef kiss. It's just, <laughs> and hello to Dahlia D. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that, I had a I had a wildly amazing time. I am so glad. Thank you very much for the compliments. I appreciate that. And, and thank you for being on the show one more time before I let you go. Can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Yes, please come find me. Uh, I'd love to get to know you. So it's Karina Kova on Twitter, Karina Kova for OnlyFans, Karina Kova for many vids, Karina Kova uh, underscore productions for Instagram anywhere you and same with tiktok i'm actually just i'm a little bit behind on tiktok but yeah i'm starting to get the feel for it but i'd love to interact with you come find me please (laughs) the more the merrier yes exactly so once again thank you so much for being on the show and uh, please take care of yourself and i hope to uh, see you in the future sometime yes definitely 